Ready to roll? Alright. Welcome to the next episode of Clinically Pressed. We're here at Root Down Studio Yoga, Yoga Studio with Mandy Rausch. And uh, Joel and I just endured our first yoga, hot yoga session. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you'd be able to tell or not by the books of us, I think maybe. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I, I didn't know what to expect at all. And um, yeah, I certainly sweated. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I feel good now, though. Good. Yeah, I really do. How do you feel? Is that something you guys started with, the hot yoga, like right away from the get-go? Uh, it was something that I discovered probably about 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, various forms of yoga and styles of yoga have always added the element of heat. Um, but it's not all-encompassing. Some yoga isn't heated. So when I discovered it, though, and I experienced it firsthand, I fell in love and immediately and came back and wanted to do it all the time. So I knew that if I ever opened a studio, it would have the element of heat. Cool. Yeah. So what's your background with it then? I mean, you said 10 years ago. Yeah. You, traveling somewhere and you just happened to try it or I actually I was working at Mayo Clinic I was a community health educator there for a number of years and we had um, yoga classes over the noon hour that I went to for a long time and just really loved it and loved the style it was a similar style so moving in time with breath and this more physicality is a big component of power vinyasa yoga it's not just static poses you're there's movement there's rhythmical motion and there's strength and conditioning involved as well and it was really um, drawn to the physicality um, and then I went to one of my teachers who was offering the classes over the noon hour and asked her you know, if I wanted to go become a teacher where would I go because there's a bunch of places you can go be trained and she recommended a man named Baron Baptiste and so I looked him up on the internet and he does trainings all over the world but one of them was in Tulum Mexico so I thought score yeah, yeah. I get on an airplane and go to Mexico and learn how to be a yoga teacher so I showed up and they, you know, they say in the description, it, it will, the room will be warm, the room will be, will be hot. And having never done this before, I brought like a hand towel, you know, it was about this big and I had on <laughs> shorts and I'm thinking, okay, it'll be warm. So little did I know, right? You roll into a room at 95 degrees and 60% humidity and you guys probably experienced it 10 minutes in a class, you're, it, the sweat is rolling, oh, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember laying in a pool of my own sweat in Shavasana, final rest, just thinking, what just happened to me? Like, I don't even know. I like didn't even know how to feel about it. But the more I did it, because I was there for a full week, obviously, the more I fell in love with it and just loved how my body felt with the heat. And I also have a little side of me that loves intensity. So I loved the challenge of staying really steady and grounded and calm in this somewhat intense environment sure. right I mean that's a challenge yeah right it is a challenge yeah that's for sure so when I came home I was in love and I just um, told my husband like we gotta figure out a way to offer this somehow in lacrosse because no one had offered it yet and uh, we have a house with a garage that was pretty much unutilized as a second story and my husband's day job is that he's a heating and ventilating engineer Perfect. So there you go. There you go. he's like, let's stick a furnace in the garage and crank it up and, you know, we can practice there and do podcasts or we can, you know, whatever. And I started inviting over just people I knew, like my mom and sure. friends and family. And it just kind of mushroom clouded where people were calling me and saying, are you Mandy? And do you offer the hot yoga in your garage? And it, I wasn't charging. And it was just like, come on in. I want to share this. Mm-hmm. And so for two years, we offered free classes out of our home just because we loved it and it got to the point where people would show up that I didn't know and I'd have to turn them away and it just felt like the universe was saying this is your role this is what you're supposed to do 
Sure. This is what you're supposed to share. And it, I mean, it had made such a profound impact on my own life. I mean, whenever something does that to you, you want to share it with others, right? Yeah. So we actually own this building all throughout that time. And um, when we were looking for where to open and what location, I mean, it made sense for us financially to look to this place. Mm-hmm. And it's turned out to be a really great thing on lots of levels. Um, everyone has found us here and I think is loving it and finding something with it. So... That's awesome. Yeah. So did you quit your day job? I did. Well, it was kind of happening while I was going through my training. Uh, I did end up resigning because we also own rental properties, and um, those take a lot of time and energy, and my husband's full-time job was taking his time and energy. So for a while, I was kind of running the real estate business and teaching yoga, and so when the studio happened, um, bless my mother-in-law's heart, she took on the, the role of real estate you know, manager so that I can focus on this. It's nice for you. Yeah. Be able to solely dedicate all your time it to this. It is. I'm is. sure it required it too. Yeah. I mean, we had no idea what was going to happen. And our first night we opened, the class was full, you know, okay. 70 people in there. And I'm like, uh, I was expecting five, you know, <laughs> you figure people that were coming to the garage would find us. But I think the community was really ready, you know, and it's awesome. just, it's just kept going strong. So. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I've heard from several people how good of a job you guys do here and how awesome you are. So it's yeah. nice to Aww. actually be able to meet you and yeah. go through a class and everything. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah. I mean, you're welcome, but it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think people can sense when you really love something and you really believe in it. And I've heard the same thing about your business. It's like, if you love something and believe in it, it it's just contagious, you know? And then sure. if that person you share it with feels the same way, you know, then they share it too. Yeah, and it's a win-win. Yeah, yeah everybody absolutely. finds it. Cool. So what do you think sets you apart? Because I've talked to people that say, you know, um, maybe they started here, or whatever, this was their first experience, and then mm-hmm. they went, you know, say they were traveling for something, mm-hmm. and um, went to do yoga somewhere else, and they said it just wasn't the same. Or, yeah. You know, even like bigger cities that have these large studios and everything, and they said they were just kind of disappointed almost, yeah. and they were happy to be able to come back here and call this home. So what do you think makes you different or sets you apart? You know, I hear that too, and I always I think about it, and I think... Everyone needs to feel like they have kind of a third place, you know, like the norm factor in Cheers, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Where they walk in and people know who they are and they call them by name and they remember that their dog has been sick or that their mom is in the nursing home or that their husband's running a triathlon or, you know, it's like getting to know people. And I think a yoga studio is like, it's a platform for people to connect if you allow that to happen, you know, we don't require people are silent when they're in the studio before classes. We encourage them actually to chat and talk mm-hmm. and get to know another. If someone's new, we're gonna be like, hey, welcome, and set up right here. Sorry, and still sweating. No, it's all good, <laughs> it's all good. Like we really try to make everyone feel like part of and important and welcomed and recognized, and that's genuine. Um, and I have an amazing, amazing team of teachers and volunteers at the desk that they honestly care. They really do. They show up here. I don't think I'd even have to pay them. Like they show up because they love being part of this place. They love being with the students. They love teaching. They love sharing it. And you can feel that, right? I mean, whenever you walk into a place that's loved and everyone's happy to be there, like people can feel that. And it's a place you want to be. 
the place you want to go back to. So I think that that's part of it. You know, we really are a community and we don't discriminate. You don't have to have a certain amount of flexibility or strength or look a certain way or be a certain age to come here. We really like say anyone is welcome, all levels, every class, come in, we'll help you wherever you show up and please come back. You know, and I, I think when you go to bigger markets sometimes because everyone's so busy and like the bodies are all there, but I've been there and they just, you know, people sit and are quiet and they don't look at each other, they don't talk to one another, which, you know, that's the world we live in in a lot of ways. So how refreshing to come somewhere where people look at you in the eye and ask you your name and remember it and care about how your practice was. How was your day, you know? Sure. A warm smile. Or gosh, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. How are you doing? You know? You even ran into a guy you knew and had a conversation before we got started. Yeah, Chase. Oh, yeah. 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 It's kind of nice. Yeah. Absolutely. And Perfect. so it's fun to see them now do that. Like, they've all formed their little, they know each other based on when they come to class. And, you know, people that would have probably never intersected are intersecting and talking and getting together outside the studio. And Well, they share a common interest, too. And right. That's, cool yeah 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 nice. so so do you recommend um, certain I, I was kind of reading through the the FAQs on your mm-hmm. website and it looked mm-hmm. like um, typically two to three times a week you suggest maybe for starting off I think uh, so four to six maybe for someone that's I mean the this the yoga in general is something you could do every day I mean it's actually recommended that you practice once a day mm-hmm. um, now, if you could come two to three times a week, is that going to shift your perspective on life? Is that going to change the structure of your, your body? Is that going to improve your strength, your flexibility, your ability to focus and concentrate? Absolutely. You know, we, um, we recommend two to three as kind of a baseline to maintain what you're, what you're going to achieve in those first 90 days of doing something. It'll help you maintain that if you come two to three times a week. Whereas if you do it once, or you do it even like six days in one week, and then you're gone for a month, and then you come back and you do it six days in one week, you know how it is. It's like you're starting over. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It sucks getting back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like we, our bodies tighten and shorten and compress, and then, you know, yoga helps us find space again. So it's like flossing, right? You can't floss once a week and expect it to keep the tartar down. You can't stretch once a week and expect your body to really move in any sort of direction of loosening up. Sure. It's not bad, but it, you're gonna get more benefits if you come more often. Right, Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so the different types of yoga, mm-hmm. because we, we did a podcast, uh, I believe it was Aishin's yoga, is what they practice. Mm. I'm not really as familiar heard with of that, that one. but. Uh, I can't remember how I pronounced it now. Is that Yanger? It's, I don't think so. I think it's definitely. I found it somewhere. E I S C H E N S. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's so all news mo- to it's me. Mo- more movement based. There's a guy, uh, Monkey Bar Gym in Madison. So oh. it's all body weight training and swinging and. Wow. Doing all kinds of crazy stuff. There's, I think the only weights in there are kettlebells. Okay. Probably. Yeah, I think yeah. that was it. Anyway. So, yeah. I, I, what is different about the different techniques, I guess. You explained a little bit more. Yeah. uh, Movement-based as opposed to rather just... Stagnant or static, yeah. Um, So there's a lot of, like, kind of the founding fathers that came from India, moved to the United States, and then started, like, a cluster of 
students that then became teachers that then became a style. Um, lineages, you know, think of it like that. Okay. Um, and there's more than I could possibly ever tell you about or mention. Um, the, the, the consistent theme for most Western yoga is that there's physical postures that have names that are linked together in some form of a sequence and most of the classes end in final rest. It's a common theme. Now what it looks like as far as the sequence, like what order things are in, maybe it's the same order every time, maybe it's different every time, that's stylistic. Some poses use, or some styles use a lot of propping and tools to get you in what they consider perfect alignment. That would be more like an Iyengar style of class. Um, so like a very strict alignment focus versus we want you to move fluidly and find your own expression of this pose. You know, th that's gonna be a very big difference you'll find. The heat versus no heat. Sure. Um, some styles are very strict about, we only say the poses names in Sanskrit. Some styles say, call them the name that we'd use in this country. So, I mean, the diversity is numerous. And I think it's great because then every person is different and they're gonna find a style that for whatever reason resonates with them or sure. feels best in their body. And for me, Power vinyasa yoga with the hot room is what like got me. Because I tried a bunch of different kinds of yoga. I've been to a lot of different classes here and in other cities, and I still come back to like this is my this is my practice. I don't discriminate and say any of the others are bad or wrong, but I know for me this is what fits and sure. works. So that's as a teacher what I would want to share. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's the physicality. Because the physicality for me is what gets me out of my head. If okay. it's not physically demanding, not like to the point of excess or injury, right? But sure. it's like, there's something going on. There's a body sensation associated with what I'm doing right now. The linking the movement with the breathing, the really deliberate, conscious, mindful breathing. And then the hot room, like our heads are like this all the time, right? We're like <laughs> oh, busy, yeah. busy, 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 busy. Mm -hmm. And if somebody goes, hey, Feel your thigh in this pose. I'm going to hold you here long enough that you actually feel your thigh. And I want you to breathe with me right now. Even if it's for a snapshot of time, your mind can't be anywhere else. It has to be on what you're doing. And that's why this style works for me, because it gets me focused. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. I feel like the, not that the poses weren't extremely difficult, because I thought they were, and I thought I was atrocious at them. But, no, you were uh, great. <laughs> just, I thought the most difficult part was linking the breathing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I thought that was just very difficult. And, and it gets I better with time. Like, it gets easier. It gets easier, and the more you, like, I feel like we've been breathing our whole lives, right? And we just kind of breathe however automatically we're breathing. But when you come in, it's, we're asking you to breathe in a certain way at a certain pace mm -hmm. and when our mind is wandering it's hard to do that right yeah. so that's why we constantly remind you like right now breathe in mm -hmm. you know um, but just know like don't beat yourself up because sure. that that is a common theme people come and be like I just felt like I was really trying to focus on my breathing but I couldn't quite get it all the time and it's like of course you're not gonna walk into the door and be good at something the minute you right. do it right it's yeah. gonna take practice and we say yoga is a lifelong practice. Like we're never arriving at some end point where we've got it all figured out. Like it's just a, depending on how you show up that day, how distracted you are, how you're feeling, it's gonna either be today was easy or today I really had to 
really had to knuckle down and focus. <laughs> yeah. Telling him before I had some elevated split squats two days ago. I hadn't left it in a couple weeks and that just feeling that all the way through it. <laughs> oh yeah, you're like, oh there's yeah, that yeah, muscle yeah, again. Yeah. 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 Well, you were just telling me about it and then uh, Chase came over and was telling me about the, the chair pose uh-huh, and I was like, uh-huh. that doesn't sound like <laughs> that's all right yeah so uh you talked about um sequence and all that do you Mm -hmm. do the same sequence pretty much every time or do you vary with what you do there's like big chunks of the class that are always in the same order like we always start in child's for the most part because that's a place where people come in they've been doing whatever they're busy they're busy minded we want them to come in and get in their body Right, just really mm-hmm. focus. So that's a consistent beginning point. And then you probably noticed we did a little more rhythmical movement that we call that the sun salutations. That's always going to be there, but it might look a little different, right? There might be a slight variations, but that's meant to really warm your body and get you, again, in your body, physically present, mentally present with us. You know, and there's a repetition to them, right? And then we move from that into some pretty dynamic lunging, twisting, more planks. We look at that as like, we're in the dirt now. Like, we have your attention, we have your focus. Now we want you to try to add some more intensity and see if you can stay focused, right? Sure. And then we go into balance, where you're on one leg. You're doing things that require your eyes to be steady, your breath to continue to move, and probably a little more opening in different parts. And then you probably noticed the back bends was kind of the peak part of the class, right? We went up, we went down. We went up, we went down. We went up, we went down. This is... You know, opening your body in this direction is, it's going to require that it's really warm and loose, which is why we put it later in the class, moving your spine in the direction that most people live in, right? And then everything started to get kind of quiet, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at it, it's like we climbed a mountain, and then we slid down the mountain. We did some hips, we did some twists, there's a lot of space for you just to be in your body, and then you laid there. For like seven, eight minutes. That was very low bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just to let it, it kind like of all. It was like up, sliding down. I had so much sweat running down every yeah. time I tried to put it up there. So all of those pieces will always be in the same order. But within that, today we did, I think it was eagle pose. We did half moon pose. We did tree pose. Tomorrow it might be three different balance poses. Gotcha. So do you know going in, kind of... Game plan, or you you just go with it, huh? Really? So that's the cool part, right? If we're asking you to be totally present to what's happening in front of you, this breath that I'm asking you to to call or to breathe, notice what's happening right now in your body. For me to come in with some premeditated, rehearsed plan, like I know, obviously I've been doing this a long time, I know what order things go in, and I know how to link things together sensibly. Right. But if I came in and I was was trying to teach from up here some memorized script, mm-hmm. what, I, what would I be missing? What would be right in front of me that I would be missing? Just help people respond. Yeah, like I can't memorize what to tell you to do in down dog because your body is different than your body. And you might be in one class and then next time you're in a different class. So I have to, as teacher, be practicing the very thing I'm asking you to be doing, which is total presence. Like I was looking at both of you, I knew you are new. I'm like, I'm going to be checking in with them. And if they need something more, I'm going to offer it. But I couldn't have planned that. Sure. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. So I try to practice what I preach while I'm teaching. All of the teachers here. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, do you practice while teaching ever? Or is it always you're just teaching and then 
uh, when you practice, it's separate. Like right. you just join a different separate. Same class. reasoning. Like if I'm in down dog, my face is down, so and I'm talking yeah. to you. I can't see your bodies. I can't know if you need something. Um, and I started that way. I remember starting teaching, doing it while I was teaching. And now that I don't, I can't imagine doing it any other way. Because I'm of so much more service to you, watching, which requires that I can translate the experience you're having through my own experience another time, right? Like. I know what down dog feels like because I've done it right. a thousand times and I can look at your body and communicate to you what I want you to move and shape to, to find a deeper expression based on my experience, but it's not while I'm doing it. I feel like it would take away from your experience when you're actually practicing too, if you're having to oh, yeah. keep your focus on oh, everybody else. Like you be like rubbing my head and patting my belly or whatever it is. I, I don't know if I could even do it anymore. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So when you went to your training, uh, was it just like a week straight of just, I mean, going it's through intense. different poses and then mm -hmm. uh, do you talk about ways to get people, I mean, to kind of modify or to help people with certain things that are commonly wrong or? Yeah, all of, like, that, all of that. All of that. So any Yoga Alliance certified training requires that you have 200 contact hours minimum for that initial certification. Like that's the first layer. Think of it like your undergrad. And mm -hmm. then from there you can build up to be, you know, adding more training, more hours, whatever. So when I initially went to Mexico, that one week was half of my 200 hours. And then I had to come back and do another full week that would have added up to the full 200. So um, I came in and I thought what you just said, I'm like, well, I'm gonna learn about all the poses and I'm gonna learn um, what their names are and how to teach them. And I thought that would be kind of the end of the list. but it was so much more than that. It was looking at the history, the philosophy, applying the philosophy and the, of mindfulness and presence, and just like self-awareness, like a really deep conversation really to have with yourself and with other people about like what is yoga and how does yoga show up, not just in the physical poses, but in how I'm being, who I'm being, how I interact with other people, you know, how I am as a wife, how I am as a friend. So it was a much, it was like a life training. You know what I mean? It was, I can't really even justify, like give you, I can't give you the best description. All I can tell you is we got up at five in the morning and we went to bed at 2 a.m. And it was wow. self-discovery boot camp. We'll just call it that. Okay. So like four, seven days. Boy. And there was, was it just grueling then with that? I mean. It really sleep. wasn't. I mean, it. Like you, your body just feels so amazing from all the yoga you're doing. And then there's pockets of time where we're being asked to sit completely still and be quiet and meditate. And then there's conversations with all these amazing people from all over the world about life and love and happiness and self-discovery. And then you're eating and then you're at the beach and then you're back to your yoga mat. I mean, they went, there were long days for sure, but it, it was, it was amazing. Well balanced. Life changing. Like, yeah. yeah. I've always wondered that because I know I'm just with my own messing around. I have really good days of eating clean and like mm -hmm. actually really focusing on stuff. Like I feel like I can run five, six hours of sleep, but it felt like I slept eight, yeah. eight or nine or whatever. But on the days where I didn't eat well or something was mm -hmm. off, like mm -hmm. you're just crushed. And yeah. yeah, you can run on three hours of sleep when that's right. what you're focusing on. Cause you and you know, there's an end point, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm here to take it all in. I'm a sponge right. and I can go home and sleep. You know, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I loved it. But again, I love a, some level of intensity. Right. You know? Sure. Did it help to have a background? I'm guessing yes, but I mean. My own practice. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been doing yoga for a number of years, and I feel like in order to teach it, you really need to know your own body and know how it feels in your own body to be able to communicate that to someone else. It's like you're a trainer, right? You had to have trained for years, and then when you learned how to train people, you can now bring in your own experience and have that enhance the knowledge you have. We've encouraged all our strength coaches, you know, you wrote the program, well, you better be doing the program yeah. in order to know what it feels like, what you're putting them through, not just putting something on a piece of paper right. and saying go and not yeah. having any clues. So we would basically test out every one a week or two prior to sending mm-hmm. that out to the athletes. Just what we sure. can do to be really authentic in what we're offering, I think, our students is to just have a really deep personal experience with what we're saying and offering. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds like it would just be a good experience for people to, to do regardless if you want and to a lot be a of people do. teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of people will go and just want the, that life experience to come home and to deepen their own practice, mm-hmm. you know. We have a student that was here this morning in that class. She just got home from doing her training and wasn't sure going in, like, do I want to teach, do I not? I just, I know I want to have that experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. So then what did you have to do when you got back here then for your remaining 100 hours? Oh, I had to go back and see Baron again. So oh, you went back. yeah, I came back. I taught for a little bit, and then I went to Texas for the second week. Okay. Um, and then since then, have I've spent too much money on yoga trainings? But it's life training. It's obviously, I keep telling you know, my husband yeah. that I'm like, <laughs> I just want to go because you know, it's not to get the next letter behind my name or the next you know certificate, but it gets to be like this. It's like I'm going on a journey. I want to go sure. dig a little deeper and see what else is there. And then, of course, when I come home, there's something new to offer yep. that I've learned about myself. I can share that then with the students or the teachers. Well, so, it says a lot about you, I feel like, too, because it yeah. shows your passion. And, oh, you know, for sure. Actually, it's not an end point. It's not like, oh, I'm done now. I'm certified. Like we all, as a teaching team, it's just it's an ongoing journey. And we feel like that for our students, too. It's why we constantly bring in guests offer workshops, offer different opportunities for them because we know too, like they, staying hungry and having this zeal for life and this feeling of like, I'm, I haven't arrived, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I need to continually to be, to be humble and open to the fact that I have a lot to learn from anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. I can see how people would want to come here just because they're not just getting <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Maybe, you know, yoga, but then you got all the Mm-hmm. On the cake. Mm-hmm. Just added bonus. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. So I have another question. Okay. Uh, just letting you go. Well, I just came with a lot. Good ones. Um, I've got a patient, one in particular, and a few other that um, I think could really benefit from it. But mm-hmm. uh, she was kind of, she's a little bit older mm-hmm. and a little bit overweight, and mm-hmm. she was concerned with. Uh, starting out and what would you say to someone like that I mean do you just do you have any special classes for beginners or for you know older individuals or anything like that or is it just standard class that's just welcome to everybody you know we over the years got some feedback that um because we do say anyone and everyone's available, you know, can come to any class here. We really do welcome them, and we want to see them as powerful, and we want to see them as capable. We want them to focus on what they can do versus what they can't. And our teachers are really great about offering modifications and, you know, even different poses if there's something that's just not working. Um, but we did hear from some students, they're like, I'd love a class that's really small that I can ask a lot of questions. And so we came up with the ABC class, which stands for Absolute Beginner. Class. And okay. it's offered twice a month, just twice a month on Saturdays at 10. 
and it is held in here. It's small. We limit the size. And the teacher also has an assistant. And so the goal is that they're going to get kind of the nuts and bolts of what a vinyasa class would have in it um, in a very safe, small, intimate environment. And then also have two teachers there to help them because a lot of people are like, I just want to do it right. And they're really concerned about their form. And, you know, that we believe that comes with repetition. But some people just really want that out of the gate. They don't want to move through the repetition to feel like they've figured it out. They want someone to, to see them and watch them and tell them right away how it's going. And so for them, this class is a good fit because, you know, we'll look at them in down dog and say, okay, move this, move that. How does that feel? You know? And they're like, yeah, good. Okay, moving on. We'll go to the next pose. So it's more like hands-on attention. Um, and we found some people love that. Some yeah, people also show that. up and they've never been here and they jump in and they're like, that was awesome, I'm coming back. So it just depends on how they're wired. Sure, yeah, they, I can totally see that. Yeah, but we try to offer both so that we can meet the needs of both types of people. Sure, yeah, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, so I would suggest to her to come to okay. ABC yeah. if she's tentative Definitely or will. You know, not sure. And I know what it feels like to be someone that's a little bigger size. I actually, through my journey with yoga, lost 90 pounds. Wow. So I know Good what it's like to go into a facility where you assume everyone's going to be skinny and young and perfect. And everyone's going to be looking at me, of course, because I'm the one who's heavy. You know, I know what that feels like. I do. I, I remember it very vividly. And so, I mean, when you come to our classes, you'll see all shapes, all sizes. And I hope that that's because people know from their experience here, like, we are not that place. Like, sure. there's no mirrors, there's no judgment, and we really want you to, we want you to be here. And as you guys know, just doing this class, could you have thought about looking around and judging other people while you're doing what you're doing? I mean, <laughs> I, don't have to worry about that yeah. I was trying to look around to make sure I was trying to do things right, but yeah, right. definitely. You're not going to be going, oh, well, that one up there. Well, people well, were very welcoming to us, even. I know that. Uh, the guy suggested we not be up in the front. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate it. Didn't know which one was the front, so we just took a shot in the dark. And yeah. He redirected, thankfully. Yeah. In a tactful way, though. He was nice about yes. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other questions, Joel? I don't know. Other common, like, you kept referencing, like, chest always coming in, yeah. the way we live, like, other common ones you see, I know, just with work in sports medicine, and obviously with chiropractic, we see tons of things all the time, and we are big proponents of, you know, standing desks and things like that to try and actually get up and yeah. do that. I think it's, it's, we, I always refer to it with my students, there's a pandemic which is worse than an epidemic, right? From sure. people sitting at devices. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you look at the spine, right, you want all the same, the right curves that are supposed to naturally be there. And with posture at a desk, we lose all of them. This one's supposed to go this way, and suddenly it's going this way. Well, the fact that there's a diagnostic code for text neck now, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of sad. Yeah. Like you can actually bill for that now. And then, you it's know, we get tight in our front body because we're doing everything out here. So then these come in, yeah. right? You've seen all this. Then the oh, abdominals yeah. shorten, but they're weak. Yep. The back gets loose and flaccid. And then the butt disappears completely <laughs> yeah. and draws under. And pretty soon we're like this and we're 80, you know? So when I teach, I'm always, like, it's amazing to me that you can, you can see that in bodies, even mm -hmm. young bodies. So I'm constantly speaking to head up. You know, shoulders back with your ribs smooth, the right amount, you know, curve in your low back, and getting people's butts on again. 
you know, doing lots of lunging, things that activate the glutes. Right. Oh, yeah. Have I gone to sleep. That. We had a you know? side plank with the leg up. I was feeling the glute burn. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, that is the textbook alignment for the poses as they were designed anyway, thousands of years ago. Right. But our society needs any opportunity to redirect that oh, yeah, posture. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And it's and funny, you see people leave class and they're, you can just see they're just <laughs> a little bit like, you know, and I'll even hear people say, and now when I'm pushing my grocery cart or I'm sitting in my car or I'm sitting at my desk, I'm more aware of right. my posture because of yoga. Aware, that's a good, good word mm -hmm. because awareness is huge. And even in class, I, it was mm -hmm. nice to have those reminders because I'd be focusing on the position or the breathing mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> you'd give a, you know, a reminder about, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's right, I gotta you know, keep, keep shoulders back, yep. you know, get, yep. get my head right, so yep. yeah. Even just like every time we are going through a movement, all I kept thinking about is all the more anatomical and little things like <laughs> your shoulders more stable and external rotation and flexion. So like thinking about right. doing that, like as it's in the pose, like mm -hmm. trying to keep that in mind or like turning your glutes on or Feeling the stretch in the hip flexors with the lunge too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Letting all those things just keep coming back. Well, no matter what movement you're having people move through, whether it's training or it's walking or it's yoga or it's swimming or whatever, if you can put their awareness, their attention on their body and help them rewire some patterns, first of all, that's mindfulness in its most basic form, right? If my attention is on my body and what's happening in my body, it can't be preoccupied with whatever it is I'm nervous or anxious about. Sure. Which is suffering, right? Yeah. To be in that state constantly is suffering. So what a gift to get them out of their head and in their body. And then they're rewiring to have a more stable, strong form as they move through life and not be injured hopefully as much. And yeah, just the subtle keeping palms up. Yeah. That's we've touched on a little bit with training people is where everything you do is here. Right. It's just it's contributes like to arms. that. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's hard to lay there and let your hands just fall out if you're tight. tight. You just can't and yeah. does such a thing. So. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, it's prevalent in younger and younger individuals. It's crazy. Some of the people mm -hmm. that come in and they're teenagers now and it's like, mm -hmm. you look like you. People 70, are, yeah. It's, it's so, so sad. sad in the front of their shoulder and there's this big rounded gap. Yeah. Yeah. I'll slap a piece of kinesio tape across their back to make them stand here like this. Just that little reminder every time they go to pull them back. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, do you have recommendations for uh, people just starting off? That I know that you mentioned just kind of repetition is good. Mm -hmm. and, you know, just getting in there, but being super patient with themselves because a lot of people are coming to us that haven't moved, haven't done anything. You know, they've been at a desk. It's like being, it took you however many years to get to this place. So it's going to take some time to rewire. And like not, I feel like so many times people start something and they get super frustrated because they don't immediately get it or they don't immediately. Such is the world. Yeah. That. It's like we want that quick fix. And it's like, no, we need to be patient and actually celebrate the journey back into wellness, you know, sure. and to just be kind to yourself, not beat yourself up and let that journey be however long it needs to be. So really practicing some self-compassion would be a tip from me. Um, what else? I mean, just general basic good, good health, right? You want to be well-rested when you come. 
you want to be well hydrated, which means drinking lots of water the night before if you're coming to a morning class. I would not recommend coming in on an empty stomach. Most people feel a little queasy in the heat if they're on like no food. So something light and digestible like a banana or some fruit, yogurt. Um, not being afraid to take breaks too. You know, I think a lot of people come in and they're like, I gotta gut this out. I gotta do everything, the whole thing. And you know, we always take, take rest when you need it. You can come down to all fours or you know, just stand there and take a few breaths. No one in the room is going to judge you for taking a break, which I think is so not our culture everywhere else. So yeah. it's kind of a, like they hear that, but I don't know that they believe it. It's right. like, no, we really mean that. Like if you are feeling overwhelmed, we want you to take time to regroup, sure. you know? Um, so yeah, self-compassion, just general good health practice, and then, you know, take breaks when you need to. Cool. Mm -hmm. I think the patients, I could see how that would be very important because like you said, it took you how long to get here? Right. You know, it's going to take some time to get back and you're doing awesome things in the, you know, in class, but then they go back and, you know, if they go to their desk or whatever, mm -hmm. then you're battling that, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, mm -hmm. it's just a back and forth. And hopefully, right, with enough being, like feeling, I always feel like when you feel really good for long enough, then the motivation to feel good outside of the activity starts to take hold. Sure. You mm -hmm. catch yourself. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, I feel this way when I eat a cheeseburger. Not that there's anything wrong with cheeseburgers, but you know what I mean? Like fried food or something that we, we all know maybe isn't the best choice, right? And then I feel this way when I have a really nice big salad with some protein on it. And like if you do that enough, you start to associate, I feel good and vital here. I feel sluggish and drowsy here. And then the motivation for choosing the right thing starts to come from just feeling better. Sure. You know? And I think that just takes time. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So... So do you recommend people come into a studio to do yoga or um, what's the difference between those that, you know, you can get mm -hmm. yoga videos, I know, or mm -hmm. there's stuff online and stuff too. So mm -hmm. what, obviously you don't have that, um, you know, the one-on-one -on -one or, you know, if you're not doing something properly, they can catch that for yeah. you. You don't have the camaraderie, right. you know, that group aspect. Um, right. Is it, if you can't get into a studio though, is it, okay to do it at oh, home? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think having a home practice is kind of part of it. Like, I understand, and I have a life, too, that's full, and you can't always carve out an hour to get to a class, but um, a lot of our students tell us that they go home, and when the days they're not here, they'll roll out their mat in their living room, and having been here enough, they kind of know what feels good and what order things are in, so they might practice that way. Or yeah, if you can get a good DVD, or podcasts are great. You know, you can get a lot of podcasts online now, um, for sure. I mean, any, any yoga is good. Sure. Yeah. I'll even catch myself, like if I've traveled and sat in an airplane for a number of hours, when I get to the hotel, it's like, I'm gonna do some half pigeon, open my hips, maybe a couple back bends. It doesn't have to be a lot. It could just be 20 minutes, sure. you know, yeah. counteract whatever it is that your day brings. Travel is grueling. It <laughs> is. It is. It's great to get somewhere, but you right. should feel like, oh, it's Almost a lot of sitting. Yeah. 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 Any other so questions? I want to try out the travel. Just getting, like, the guy I like listening to had mentioned he had done yoga on grass once he traveled mm -hmm. once and there's some grounding effect with the earth. Yes, yeah, and the earthing. Yeah. Tried to do it in his hotel room and didn't get the same effect and so 
he's got some like earthing mat that I've always mm-hmm. been curious about and I don't travel enough to really check that out but yeah I'll give that a shot sometime to see if that actually makes a difference yeah I've heard of them have you had experience with those at all not with a mat but I mean I know a little bit about earthing and you know that there's a magnetic charge in the soil that I mean you think about it where we all came from right at one point we were all walking in bare feet on grass or mm-hmm. dirt and now we're on concrete and we're in shoes. Yep. It makes sense that we were meant to, on some level, have our feet on the ground on sure. a regular basis. And whether you're walking in the grass or you're doing yoga in the grass, I think it's good to have a dose every day of being connected good. to the yeah. ground. And whether there's science behind it or not, I'm not an expert, but I'm sure it makes sense. I've got a book yeah. stashed off somewhere in my wish list that is all about that. I haven't had a chance to read that one yet, but... There's a documentary that just came out too. I think it's like Healing for Free or something. It's this man who was on Wall Street. He was like 40 or something and had found himself just totally unhappy, unhealthy. Right. Living in a big city, not having any exposure really to natural sunlight or fresh air, ground. And he like, you know, quit his job, sold everything, and he moved somewhere. I don't remember where it was, like Moab or something. And then you see him barefoot running through the canyons, using boulders to like lift weights. And oh does everything barefoot, does everything on the ground, and any conditions he developed in his previous life at Wall Street had, re, you know, of course, reversed from sure. his connection with the ground. That's cool. So the whole documentary is about I connection with the up. earth. That yeah, good. yeah, hmm. yeah. I like that up. So. Any other questions? I think I'm good. Yeah. You were rolling through them. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we, have, we do have a few questions that we ask everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. Just starting off, do you have any recommendations uh, for a purchase for $100 or less? Um, just could be related to yoga, could be totally unrelated to yoga, but just a certain recommendation that you would have for a purchase. For $100 or less? Yes. Just buy anything? Anything. Health related? Health or not health. Or not health. It's a we've, very we've interesting had, question. We've had a full spectrum yes, of we've had. answers. So. Right. I mean, it could be just a yoga mat to start a yoga practice, or it could yeah. be, we've had uh, coffee. Someone recommended just uh, <laughs> taking the time to get a coffee and take like a little mini vacation to right. foam rollers, to kettlebells. Okay. Is there anything that comes to mind? I would say um, for $100. For $100, you could buy a 30-day unlimited class package here and a yoga mat. You'd be set. Nice. So it's, it's our introductory well special. Okay. Yep. 30 days for $30, which is less than half of what our usual monthly rate is. Wow, awesome. So everyone that's new to the studio is eligible for that. Okay. And cool. we sell really great mats that are lifetime mats. You're not going to throw them away in a year. Um, they're closed cell, which means they won't soak up your sweat. They'll oh. just stay clean. You can wipe them off or your sweat. I yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're a really quality, quality product. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, very good. What? Go so ahead. This fire is away. Test because I'll yeah. see if you remember them. I did remember them on the last okay. time because I was flying solo. Um, what th- uh, ask would you have of listeners? Um, ask that they do something or three take-home tips, one or the other. Okay. I would say sit still for 10 minutes a day, no matter how busy you are. It doesn't matter where it is. It could be in your car. It could be out in your garden, it could be at your desk. Close your eyes and count your breathing, count your breaths for 10 minutes. 
And when you lose track, because you will, start over. Okay. That'd be one. Um, I would say hug your loved ones daily and tell them why you're grateful for them in your life. I think the practice of gratitude is the remedy to feeling sorry for yourself, lack, discontentment. If we can focus on what's going well in our life and who we love, we're a happier person and more of a contribution to the good parts of the world. Um, and I would say turn off any electrical device, TV screen, iPad, iPhone, um, by 8 o'clock at night if you're having trouble sleeping especially. I've heard that a lot. That's a big one. Yeah, because rest, I think, is undervalued. Our, our need for downtime and sleep would help us all feel a lot better. We were yeah. just getting enough of it. The blue light can mess you up off of those things. Yeah. We've done some good research on that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I like those. Those are good. Yeah. Very good. I yeah. like them. Cool. Um, next question. Do you have any books that you recommend? I just, what did I just read? Um, my latest read. I love the book Untethered Soul. I can't remember the name or, name of the author. We'll look it up. Yeah, make sure it's in the show. It's all about um, really what keeps us from feeling content and fulfilled and um, really present with our lives. And it's really approachable, straightforward information to help you kind of uncover those gaps in your life and choose something else. Hmm. Interesting. Untethered soul. Okay. Sounds like a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's short. Is it? Easy read? Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Yep. What am I missing? I got one more. Yeah, uh, two more. Two more? Yeah. There's something that you might believe oh. that... Others might think is a little out there or crazy or others might not believe. Okay. That could be related to anything. Our missing person is he has some belief in aliens. <laughs> mm. He thinks that has to That's exist cool. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. One of my teachers once said that this is all a dream. Really? And I still don't know that I believe it, but when we go to sleep at night and we're dreaming, sometimes those dreams are chaotic and Sometimes they're joyful, right? What if that was the real world and that this is all a dream? What if? I think that would be interesting. That would be. It's interesting to ponder that. Elon Musk, the Tesla guy, that yeah. does all the huge things. Mm -hmm. He came out and said something about we're like an alternate reality to like somebody yeah. else's thing and that this is really not real. Yeah, like what if you're all just characters? It, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just. A guy that smart doing as many things as he did is just kind of like, whoa. Huh. This is all just a fragment of our imagination. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Makes you think anyways. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> I remember the last one, so I, I missed that question. On, did on you? The last. I thought I did good and got them all. Um, mm -hmm. If you were to go back 10 years mm -hmm. and tell your 10 years ago self something, mm -hmm. what would you tell yourself? And maybe it's a little longer than that since you started the yoga. Right. Thing, 10 years, so maybe time. like 15, just 15 years uh, ago. before you kind of got into all the stuff. Right. Well, that's, yeah, it's probably easier to answer. I would say... Start sooner. Um, you're capable beyond measure. You know, you're capable of creating the life you want and feeling good. And that it's it's within you, like 
It's not something outside of you that's going to make you happy or feel that way. It's you have everything you need. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. It's a good one. Cool. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to? No, it was great meeting you guys. Spending time with you. Yeah. It's good to meet other like health minded people in the community. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where people can find you, where they can look you up. Yeah, they can. They can find more information about our studio at www.rootdownyogastudio.com. Okay. Everything's out there, class schedule, our rates, teacher bios. Um, and if they want to reach me, they could email me at mandy, with a Y, at rootdownyogastudio.com. Sounds good. Great. Yeah. Thank, well, you, thank you Thank you, guys. Nice Very to meet nice you to both. Meet you. Yes. I'm going to come see you now. Sounds good. I finally stopped sweating. So yeah, right? Good. I'm gonna go hop in the cold tub back at school. Oh, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs>